college. Isn't this amazing? Wow. Where anything can happen. What if I can't cut it? And everything can change. You are gonna have to take care of yourself now. Buffy, this is all about fear. Sarah Michelle Geller, Nicholas Brendan, Allison Hannigan, Seth Green, and Anthony Head. This time we play it my way. High school is over. The all-new season of Buffy. <laughs> Welcome to Bury a Potato. That's for warts, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. This week's episode is Season 4, Episode 1, The Freshman. We'll be talking about plot. We will be talking about characters and also college. Maybe even the beginning. So, spoilers abound for this episode. Every episode that came before it. Every episode that's going to come after it. Possibly even other TV shows and movies. Also the comments. Remember that happened? Hey! What do we want? Booze! Yeah! Oh! Welcome back! What a summer! Did you have a great one, Daniel? I had a great summer. It's been great. Fantastic. Stacia, do you have a great summer? I've missed you guys the last two weeks. <laughs> uh, wow. Hey, no peeking behind the curtain. My name is Kelly, and that's that Stacia and Daniel. They are also on this Whoa. podcast with me, in case you didn't know. We don't get to say hi in season four. No. No. New beginnings. Okay? New new theme song. New beginnings. Okay? Everything is, is turning around for Was us. Was that like a thing for Buffy? New beginnings? Or is that a thing for you? I mean, the, I think it's a thing for it's a thing for Buffy. Everybody, everybody's all different. I mean, all different. if it was really about new beginnings, this sh- episode would have been named "New Beginnings," True. as we've learned. Jeez. Oh, yeah. But I guess being a freshman is a new beginning. Yeah. Right. Hey, it's a first, isn't it? Oh, we can't we're jumping the gun there. Anyway, we're talking about Buffy, season four, episode one. The freshman originally aired on. October 5th of 1999. Written and directed by Joss Whedon of Joss Whedon fame. He's got three more for the season. We've got uh, Hush, Who Are You, and Restless coming up later in the season. Um, there's not a lot of firsts in this episode, unless we want to be like really broad with the first. First episode of season four. Ah, uh, first episode of season four. First appearance of Riley <laughs> and Maggie Walsh. Ooh. Never forget. Riley Fenn, sorry. Evil bitch before. monster. The evil bitch monster of death. Uh, and first episode shot in 16 by 9 gorgeous which joss we never wanted that to see the light of day but thanks hulu and netflix for bucking the system from the gate i appreciate that um first episode not featuring sunnydale high school which rough wow didn't didn't even realize until about that read that little fact is that true yeah what about ann does that feature the high school? they are no because we cut back to our friends remember yeah yeah they're in school Mm mm-hmm and the first establishing shot is actually, yeah, the Sunnydale University sign. Yeah. Yeah. University of California. Definitely real. Sunnydale. Definitely real. <laughs> That's right. A couple of interesting things. Um, oh, wait. I'm supposed to do the plot first, aren't I? I'm supposed to do the plot a long time ago. Shit. We have our list. I mean, and somehow it made it worse. It's supposed to be a new beginning. Somehow it made it worse. I think the, the list is, is too like high. It Whatever. Needs to be yeah. hanging right here in front of your face. I've already gone too far, so we're just going to keep going with the fun facts and then I'll circle back to the plot and we'll, we'll just keep on trucking. 
other things that are kind wow. of interesting. Sunday, I can't even confirm this. We're missing a lot of citations here, but I'm just going to say the things that I found out, and then we can talk about whether or not they're true. Sunday was originally supposed to be a Slayer turned vampire, and I think we actually talked about this in another episode briefly, where we thought that would be a fun concept, and I'm surprised they never did it. A Slayer that had gotten turned into a vampire, we kind of fill that void a little bit with Faith just being a bad Slayer, you know, but... uh they scrapped that idea, which I'm glad because that would be really weird to shoe in on a, like a, a one-off episode to be like, oh, look at this cool big concept of a, a slayer that got turned into a vampire. Uh, she dies immediately. But I can't, I can't confirm that's true or not. The Chris- curls on her hair. How, how, how <laughs> yes. did that happen? The 90s are still alive for, for four more months. you got to keep, keep going with that. Uh, Christian Kane, who plays Lindsay on Angel, originally auditioned for Riley Finn. And... I don't know how I feel about Christian Kane as Riley. He always comes off as creepy to me, maybe just because he plays Lindsay. I think you need Mark Lucas because he has such like an open Boy Scouty oh. face, you know. Yeah. Um, so the professor, the guy who screams Buffy out of the class. Incredible. I was like, this can't be real. And we'll talk about college in a little bit. But apparently that's an anecdote Josh Whedon told. Like, that's why he wrote it into the script, because that happened to a friend of his, Joe. He was in a class and a professor screamed him out of it in front of 200 people. And I was like, wild. that really fucking, what? What? Insane. That's wild. And the exterior shots of the college, well, actually the whole, all the shots of the college are at UCLA's Westwood campus. Uh, the library is the Powell Library at UCLA. So it's really, really shot there. Yeah, this is great. You know, if we ever need a place for the Nuremberg rallies. Later episodes in starting in season five they use uh like a business park lot they stopped filming on the campus because it got too hard i can't imagine why because there's probably students there constantly but uh yeah that's it what are we even talking about what happened in this episode let me tell you about it now uh everything's different summer is over we're heading into college xander is off trekking about we think uh willow is really blossomed into the college life thing talking about spurty knowledge and stuff oz is there as on-campus boyfriend who seems to know the ropes because his band's played there forever and giles has turned into hugh hefner leaving buffy kind of alone uh she's not showing up for the right classes did late registration didn't get the classes she wanted got kicked out of a class by said jerk face uh and it's just kind of bumbling through everything lost and alone she fights a, a vampire with a little gang of Sunday, led by Sunday, who kicks her ass. So Buffy's having a hard time emotionally dealing with the new place she is. Got her ass kicked by a vampire physically. And uh, is trying to have to, to come back. Thank God Xander shows up from his road trip in the nick of time to give Buffy the hero speech she needed. She comes back with a vengeance. Kills Sunday and her crew. And uh, seems to have found her footing a little bit. Got her confidence back. Stella got her groove back by the end of the episode. And I think we're in for a real treat. Oh yeah, also commandos cool <laughs> something to look forward but to but we don't know anything about that yet no we don't we just yeah taser taser blazers what are they called taser blasters taser blasters i like taser blazers taser, taser blazer. blazers better it's pretty great avengers assemble let's get it going but obviously this episode's all about college and uh, about you have to say college like that college, college. <laughs> all about college or university did Did you ever hear that song by Asher Roth? I love college. That was really, really popular in like 2008. I love college. Yeah. I love drinking. Yeah. I love women. Yeah. I love college. Now, 
If everybody would please put their drink as high as they can. As high as they can and repeat after me. Never heard that once in my life. What do we want, booze? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I can't speak to Buffy's inner turmoil because that's between Buffy and her god. But everyone, I think, has been a little bit of a fish out of water. Uh, It's tough to see your friends kind of, especially I would imagine for her, because whether or not Buffy would want to admit it, she was definitely still popular at Sunnydale High. I feel like obviously we got the Class Protector Award recognition at the end of uh, last season. And before she came to Sunnydale at Emory, she was, you know, Fiesta Princess or Guacamole Queen, whatever Cordelia calls her. And she was definitely in the popular sphere, especially before she came to Sunnydale. And even though she was kind of a weird dork because she was the, the slayer, she had to keep her secret identity. She certainly was a known entity throughout the school. She had friends. I think that, you know, because the burden of being blonde and athletic is a crippler, right? So she was definitely, definitely a person. So it was to see Willow, who was always kind of second fiddle, fiddle background character, become this strong person. It's got to be tough for Buffy. Shakes her up a little bit. And now we're at, the school is gone, which was a physical representation of a safe place for her because she knew what it was about. She knew what to expect. Now we're in college, which is a new scary thing for everybody. I don't know anything about college. It sounds terrifying. <laughs> There's vampires, right? There's terrible roommates who like Celine Dion, which no shots at Celine Dion. Canadian treasure. Shots. Shots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's uh, bike paths. It's hard to navigate. I, I, I need somebody to fill me in. He, could, he didn't know. He just couldn't know. He just couldn't know. Are we the blue? Th- he, had, he had bad eyesight. He couldn't see ahead of him. That's what it was. So I was hoping that, that you, Daniel, and you, Stacia, could fill me in on what it's like to be college. Specifically to live on campus. Because that's a freshman thing, right? You're not supposed to live on campus unless you're a freshman. Or can you stay there you longer? You can stay on campus your whole time. You can stay the whole time. Some you schools don't, require that you have to be on campus mm. for your freshman year. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what I was confusing. So, so you're supposed to stay during your first whole freshman year on campus at bigger schools that have places to live on campus. Then, mm-hmm. but I think it just depends. Neither of you went to like a really big state school, right? Like, which is what UCLA is supposed it is, right? UCLA like UCLA is huge. Yeah. Okay, so that would be. Do you think UCLA would have like a Greek life to speak oh, yeah. of? UCLA probably for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would think so. And yeah. clearly, UC Sunnydale. That's a Greek life. Yeah, clearly. What do we want? Booze. <laughs> That's Greek life. <laughs> well, and then you see the the whatever the hazing shit going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys walk through, which would not happen. They wouldn't be doing that there. And hazing has been cracked down so much mm. over these past, you know, twenty years or whatever from people, kids dying mm-hmm. from alcohol poisoning and whatever the shit. So they they would never be parading people out like that. They would be shut down in a heartbeat. Well, I mean, we got a taste of the Greek life in Reptile Boy. We yeah, which cut it, cut, <laughs> cut them out, just close that shit down. Where I don't think we ever actually acknowledged that it was UC Sunnydale where this party was taking place, but I can't imagine they went anywhere well, beyond. Hilarious that you would say that because it's true, right? They would have all been at UC Sunnydale, which was not even a thing no. in the, in nope. the mind's eye <laughs> of Josh Sweden. didn't even think about it. But it's fun it's to incredible. be 18 months later, we're like, oh yeah, that's always been there. And then it's like, I... You know what? I really want to go to that school. I really liked the pre-registration. I liked Willow sitting down with Buffy and going through the registration book. In high school, knowledge was pretty much frowned upon. You really had to work to learn anything. But here, the energy, the the collective intelligence, it's like this force, this penetrating force. And I can just feel my mind opening up. 
you know? And letting this place just thrust into and, and spurt knowledge into... That sentence ended up in a different place than it started out in. Now you would do that online. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And I remember the power that I felt. Uh, my very first year, I went to a small school in Virginia before I went to Old Dominion University, which is a big state school for my sophomore through senior But you year. did not live on campus there. I, li- I did not live on campus there, but at I lived on school. campus at UVA Wise, tiny school in Western Virginia. You know Virginia, the boot, and it goes into the where your little foot is, where your toesies are. <laughs> That's where I was, all the way in the toesies. In the toesies. So yeah, we we all lived there. There was no there's no community around there. Everybody lives on campus, or you have a little small place. But yeah, it was really fun. Uh, there we had the the full catalogs, and we had to physically fill out our place because mm. they didn't really have a an online component. I mean, they had the internet. It was real there, and it was actually the first experience in my life. Uh, using um, what is it called? Fiber, you know, hard wire, fast internet. What, mm. what do we call this? Like the DSL internet? Well, because T one or whatever. Oh T, yeah, T one. I mean, we have that now. It's like fast internet. Right. Yeah. Whatever we have is fast. Cable. C- cable. Cable internet. Yeah, that was my first experience. I had dial up. My parents still had dial up in two thousand five when I went to went to UVA Wise, and that was the first time I ever had a T one connection. Nice. And. I'm sure it's all changed now, but I remember you could just, people could share files, share folders. And I remember downloading, you know, the new Red Hot Chili Peppers before it came out because it was just Sweet. available and you mm. just move it into your file. It was not even like Napster where you download. It's like <laughs> everything's on the network nice. and everything's shared amongst the whole school. They had no idea what they were doing. That's really, <laughs> sounds really scary. Oh, it was so much, it was so much fun as a, as a kid. Cause I had never had that before at that point in my life. But I do remember the course catalog and it was super fun going through your classes and like, Oh, Western Civ one. And you know, as a freshman, you're fucking doing, you're doing the, whatever you're told to do 101 everything 101 everything <laughs> i took like history of popular music which was super fun and oh nice yeah never did a paper course catalog but did did you ever have folders with that thing you know how they're walking up to the school and, and like she's like freshman if you have a yellow folder you're in the wrong group is that a thing like do people stand on boxes and scream about folders i don't think so on your first no. day on I mean, I'm having a hard time remembering, but I think it was all set beforehand. Orientation. Huge. Like, the, a lot of things are really wrong. Orientation. You would have an orientation. The kids would go. They would get their IDs there. The fact that, like, Willow didn't go with Buffy. Like, let's talk that about was that weird. for a second. Oh, what yeah. the fuck? Willow should have been helping Buffy out. This what is to demonstrate how desperate knowledge. our relationships have become. Friendship. Zero of yeah. zero. Can't believe it. <laughs> and, but, honestly, they would, they would have gone together, or it would have been an orientation. You would have gone with... Your family and mm. Joyce would have been there, and you would have gone through. You would have had time to go to the library, go check out your your classes, and see what they look like, and just do the whole thing. See your dorm room together. Like Buffy, she like walked into the dorm room for the very first time. That's inconceivable. Joyce would have been there, helping her, and if not, she would have already like seen it before anything moved in there. Like mm, where does this stuff get here? Like I mean, it a lot was of weird stuff. Really weird because yeah. her stuff was already there and unpacked, but you get the sense that she's never been there before, which right. is definitely not how it goes. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joyce should have been involved, which is like bad, bad mom points for Joyce. I don't know if we're doing that this season, <laughs> but she's getting a zero we're out not, of 10. But honorable mention. Zero out of zero 10. Out of 10. <laughs> not even going to help. And then f- fills her room with crates of, I mean, Joyce Gallery is item. a drug lord. Yes. Like, let's just be honest. Zero she 10. She works in import-export. That was 
That was crates of cocaine. That was not <laughs> rare artifacts. Anyways, um, I think I'm. It's hard to remember because it was so long ago. So. But I, I'm pretty sure because so I spent my first year and at Lewis and Clark in Portland, Oregon, and I lived for the first semester on campus, and then I moved out the second semester my freshman year. Um, but I think we got our dorm assignments and our roommates, like, ahead of time. We didn't yes. walk in not knowing where we were going to live. Like, I already knew what building I was going to be in, sense. what room I was going to be in. I had a phone call with my roommate before oh. I even met her. Oh. Like, we talked on the phone. She lived in Hawaii. So we were like, hey, blah. It was so awkward. I mean, that is, oh, like, a so really bad. true weird feeling when you meet someone face-to-face and you're like, so we live together now. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Was she from <laughs> Was she from Portland? Or? No, she's from Hawaii. Oh, well, right. Hawaii, There's a yes. lot of a lot of kids from Hawaii at Lewis and Clark oh, really? for some reason. A lot of people Very from Hawaii. Here, high too. population of Hawaii. Yeah, mine was like students. from down the road. So they've got. <laughs> I mean, it's Southern Virginia. They've got the accent. So yeah, I remember Aaron talking to him, and he's just like Southern drawl. I was like, this is nice. You seem nice. Never saw the kid. He never, oh, yeah. he had a girlfriend off campus, never huh. showed up. It became a problem because I had my girlfriend in my, in our place because he was never there. Right. Mm. So then it was awkward when he was there. And so we had to like set up a system where he would tell me when he was coming to our place because it wasn't his place. Right. He just didn't have anything there. And so it was pretty ideal That's for nice me. for you. Yeah. It's great for me. Except when he would just, they show would fight up. or something and he would show up and it'd be like, wow, I'm trying to watch 24, and this is, like, really a bummer. <laughs> but we'll talk about roommates. Yes. In the next episode, next yeah. Episode. yeah. But you do have a conversation with them. So mm-hmm. the fact that she doesn't know crazy Celine Dion, like, mm-hmm. come on, get out of here. I mean, she a demon, so I guess she could have eaten the person that would have been her, right? But I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But if you're fucking 18 years old, like, I don't know, you don't know yeah. what you're doing, you're going to live on campus. So, and you get your free meals. I'm not free meals. Your parents pay for it, but I got it. <laughs> but you get to you, you know all the meals and all the right. stuff. You mm-hmm. do the stuff and you do the thing. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about some free meals too. Uh, it's going to be a great college season, everybody. So excited to hear all the anecdotes. But the the thing we're here to do is learn. It's higher education, right? We're here to learn about some things. I, I want to know about some college courses. Buffy was going to take that uh, pop culture. She's going images of pop culture, right? Intro into the modern novel, right? Seems mm-hmm. fascinating. And then uh, Willow dropped modern poetry for uh, ethnomusicology. Sure, right? I mean, African drama. Yeah. I don't remember taking anything anything. crazy out, super out of the box in terms of classes. Well, you you said you did a pop culture class. I did. I did a pop pop music class. Well, I did the popular music. Yeah, history of popular music. I also did like a. like an advertising type class, like for journalism, mm. like how advertising is sold to you, that type of kind of class. Mm. It's pretty cool. I mean, Lewis and Clark, since it's a, I think it's because it's a private school, it's a little different than like state schools like you see on TV shows. So it was very structured. You had kind of like a limited amount of classes and they were semester classes. So they're longer than a term. It's half a year instead of three months. So you take fewer classes a year. Oh, yeah. So you get a fewer number to choose from. Like you don't get to take as many options because oh. you have to take the classes for a longer period of time. Like instead of having th- like three quarters where you're picking classes each time, you get two and you get to pick twice. Um, so to hit all your electives, you kind of have to just fill your classes with electives. So I don't think there was like a required freshman class you had to take that yeah. involved reading the Bible for us. Whoa. What? Yeah. Well, it was like it was supposed to be like a literature english I mean, type thing but the bible was one of the required readings wow. in it 
took yeah, math so. and German and um, astrology as my science Whoa. credit because I, I didn't want to do well. a class that had a lab. <laughs> yeah. Astronomy? Astronomy. Yes. Oh, yes. Astrology. Yes. Oh. I just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about cats. I was like, yeah, yes. I did astronomy, astrology too. No, no. No. <laughs> Which turned out to be really math heavy and ended up hating it. Yeah, I would imagine it's like a lot of physics kind of stuff, right? It's just math. You have to like measure things and then times it by like 12 million. By stars. <laughs> times really it by stars. I don't want you to take anything out of, like, I mean, I, my first year I took Western Civ. I took mm-hmm. US history. I took mm-hmm. Spanish, you know, just like. Yeah, I took history. Stuff. I, 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 think I took English class. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I took like a an upper, you know, because it's like it, high school factors into it. So I took AP English and history. So I got, I did like upper level of those things. But then like Spanish was pretty basic because I had bad Spanish teachers. So it wasn't until I went to ODU that I actually got a good Spanish education. Hmm. Did you have any teachers English. like that pop culture teacher that was just mean? I've never once experienced anything like that. Everyone is... Well, I think that's come up before on the podcast, which is why I was shocked to learn that that, that actually happened to Joss Sweden. Like, well, not to him, it, but to a It doesn't of surprise me that it happened. That's if extreme. You, You're paying to fucking go there. If like, you, if you, like, the only people that could ever do that are people that are fucking, like, super tenured mm-hmm. and, like, have that... Like, it would be that guy, by the way. Well, the guy, yeah, that, that, that guy. Yeah. That, and the personality of someone right. like that, which immediately would just red flag and I would want to leave anyway. Right. Like, I'm so shocked that other people didn't fucking get up and go with Buffy. Because that's yeah, right? gross. That's like, terrible. Fuck this dude in this class. Yeah. Fuck that dude. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fucking terrible. Let's put this bitch in the ground. What do you say? Oh, I, I, I can't had a think, bunch of bad teachers. I can't think <laughs> of... Well, I guess bad, maybe, like, I didn't feel like I was learning things. But, like, yeah. mean? But, like, mean, no. I've never once had a mean teacher. Everybody wanted everyone included. That's why survey classes are weird. Because I would say my worst classes were always those survey classes. Which is weird for images of pop culture to have, like, 100 students. Because, for in my experience, it's always been 40 is the max for a class and or 400. Mm. You know, like, that's... And it wasn't until ODU, because EVAYs was smaller than my high school. So, like, I didn't have 400 people in a class until right. I went to ODU. Like, biology, I took that at Old Dominion, and that was, like, 500 people really? in a class. We had clickers we to get into, to um, signal that we were in class. We would we all had a little clicker. Holy thing, shit. And we would have to be within the thing to click. It was that big? It was a huge five hundred fucking class. Well, isn't that's pretty people. common for that's like common. a lecture class? Because yeah. if you don't, if you don't need class participation, no. in and, in classes like that, yeah. And that's why people didn't like it because you needed it. You had to bring in your little clicker to click that you were there, which was rampantly. I just would Ashley and I, my we girlfriend would walk at the in, time, click and then leave. Oh yeah, we just we just tag teamed it. She yeah, would go on go one Tuesdays. I went on yeah. Thursdays, and she clicked me in, and we clicked. I clicked her in. Yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> which which is a joke, and I wish they didn't even do right. it. Like if you're gonna fail, fail me. Like if I don't even try or come to the class, like just fail me. That's fine. But yeah, I don't need to be here. But yeah, so that was weird. That this was like somewhat bigger, but in my head, UC Sunnydale is so huge. That like images of pop culture in my head is not a 101 class. We're not having a hundred people in it. This would be a smaller class. This would be like mm. 50 kids max. So you can have like a, a good one-on-one experience. Yeah. Hmm. I've never taken a giant lecture class like that with like 500 students. I've yeah. never gone to a school or taken a class where that's necessary. Um, but my understanding is it's usually for lecture classes and it's oh, usually when there's like a science class with a lab component. And so the labs are much smaller, but smaller. then you have like one or two lecture slots where all the kids that are taking biology one-on-one, exactly. like 
the 500 kids that are taking it have that one lecture class all at the same time and then there'll be eight ten whatever lab classes you had you had the huge lecture class and then every one of those people were split off into an entire day of labs but you pick the lab time Mm -hmm. i guess that kind of makes sense to whatever is your lab so i you're just listening to a person talk Mm -hmm. exactly i would leave there and go to my to my lab one of those days so so. smaller um liberal arts type classes not the stem but like english history those types you know something like this introduction to pop culture they would be smaller classes because you'd have like discussions Mm. and you'd have partner work and that kind of stuff doesn't work when you have 500 students it would be a class with like 40 kids tops when you've got like a math class or a science class it's like i have information to impart to you right but when you have like a pop culture class it's like you know, how do you feel about it? What does this ad make you think of? Right. Like, what is this doing to your emotions? You know, like that kind of thing, or it's more analyzing the information that you're getting versus like route memorization. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine an old person lecturing that on stuff from 10 years ago? Like, how is that relevant to people sitting in the classroom there mm-hmm. that can't have a discussion and have to be like, well, the where's the beef ad? It's like, I don't know where's the beef is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I want to know about the crispy chicken wars, like with Popeye and fucking whatever is happening right now with, oh, right. with spicy chicken. Like if, if the teacher doesn't know about the spicy chicken stuff on Twitter, then this class is completely irrelevant. Worthless. And how is university? Pretty much the same as high school in the sense of I need help. It would be hard to find your place in that, just like it was hard for Buffy to find her place in, uh, <laughs> nice in college. Was college. Uh, I, I didn't even ask you, either of you, if you like this episode. I fucking love this episode. Daniel, how do you feel about it? I fucking love this episode, too. Stacia, how do you feel about it? I hate being the person that's like, eh, it was fine, because <laughs> I always am, but like, eh, it was fine. Like, it's fun to watch, and it's enjoyable, and I think they do a really, really good job of giving you the feeling of being a freshman, of yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing, but everyone else seems to. Am I the only one who doesn't get it? I don't fit here. Why did I think I would belong? I think they did a great job of that. But like when I step back and think of the show, I literally never once think of this episode. It completely yeah. fades out of my memory. And I never, I don't think about Sunday. I don't think about, you know, any, any of it. My first, like, if you were like, what, how does season four start? I would say the next episode with the roommate. Oh, wow, That's yeah. the first one I think I kind of thought that the two were uh, intertwined. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. realize that we had to so, suffer that. <laughs> So like it, it's okay. It's enjoyable to watch, and I like watching it. I think it does a good job of what it's trying to do, but for like memorability factor, zero. Yeah. I don't remember it at all. It's like a soft fact. reboot of the series. Like here are our <laughs> friends. Here we go. I mean, for all that Anne is terrible, I do remember it. <laughs> wow! 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 Buffy wouldn't just take off. That's just not in her nature. Except for that one time she disappeared for several months and changed her name, but... So how come you came up with Anne? There were circumstances then. There's no circumstances. It's my middle name. Wow. Yeah, this one's going to be double wherever Anne was. Yeah. I'm well, going to say in the hundreds, this is There's kind of a close. point where it's like, if you don't remember it after the fact, then like, what does that say about it? I don't know. It's not a bad episode, but I just don't think of it at all. Yeah. Daniel, why do you That's like it? I, I think it just it, it it does all of the fun tropes of college. It I mean everyone coming out to give you a flyer and all that shit. It's so hilarious. Like tell the administration what's wrong. It's like free jello shots for freshman women. Yes. <laughs> and it's like this doesn't none of this happens. This is not really <laughs> That's what I was asking. No, all is of it's real? fake, but it's like so heightened, which I love. It's fucking great. And and just her being so out of her element is always fun. 
and to have her go through everyone, go through, go through, uh, from Willow to, to Oz looking for something and then mm-hmm. going to Giles, fucking clutch Giles hanging out. And you it's think, good of to course, know that Giles is going to be the same. Right. It no. wasn't. And, no but then at anyway. the end it came, which was great. And then, uh, and then Xander showing up. I honestly mm-hmm. didn't think Xander was going to show. I forgot he was even in this episode and it was really, it was a well done getting our friends back together yeah. without it just being trite. Like everyone's just here. Xander's even just hanging out on campus. I mean... He's not, and that's good. Also, Riley is the most boring of uh, Buffy's boyfriends, which was the point of Riley. But I love their intro when when he was like, nice to meet you. And she's like, I'm nice to meet. And just like completely just like stumbling and cringy and horrific. And you're just like, yes, this is amazing. Riley is charming. And at this this episode, I like like Riley a lot. He seems really nice. And just like when he walks walks her to the psychology class mm-hmm. and it's just like, what's your name again? I that was great stuff. So good. Because she's great. always a center of attention in a way. Like right. she everybody oh, always friend. Knows. Of course I remember. Willow's that line friend. is so lighting. And you could see it she's on her face. She's never too. been Willow's friend. Exactly. And I don't think she hates it, but she's just like, I am out of my depth. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember you. Buffy. Buffy. Right. Have fun today, okay? Thanks. You know, I was just wondering. Professor Walsh isn't planning on yelling at me and kicking me out of the class, is she? The evil bitch monster of death. It's not in her lesson plan. Great. Riley's great. So far. Yeah, he's he's great. And like exactly, I think they did a good job casting Mark Lucas. Not that they like, I don't know their other options other than Christian Kane, but I think that you really do. He just seems like. Like a nice guy. Like a big, funky, nice guy. He's like Clark Kent minus the Superman. Yeah. Yeah. And he really wants the Superman, which is then the problem. (laughs) But the Clark Kent part pre that is really nice. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) He does a good job of embodying that, like, all-American wholesomeness. And he's just, yeah, nice and helpful. And that's easy that's and uncomplicated. And Buffy's like, wow. And you can tell because it's a TV show and you're like, this is clearly going to be a thing. The meat cute is books falling on his head. That's that's great. I mean, that would have like killed him. Books I mean, that was like a thirty pound book she <laughs> dropped on his head. Yeah, three of them. <laughs> great. Yeah, I I think this episode's fantastic. I mostly love it because of the the nineties of it all. I think it really we're in nineteen ninety nine, so we're still firmly in the nineties. And it just has that feel. Sunday, I think, is like the perfect mm-hmm. encapsulation of all things 90, like from the hair to the clothes, the music she's listening to. She's like listening to either whole, I don't, I'm not familiar with whole's cat, like oeuvre uh, or something very whole adjacent, which is like totally perfect for her vibe. Uh, whole adjacent. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on your face. Yes. I, did, I didn't want to. Terrible. You're just lining up. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I love it. It's oh, so snappy and witty. The and jokes are fucking great. They still then, make me like, laugh. Digging through the clothes and being like, "Oh my god, we've got one!" and pull out like the oh. poster. Oh, that joke. The Klimt poster. Iconic. Iconic. So iconic. <laughs> I didn't understand that joke until like last year because yeah. I didn't know I didn't know nothing about art and I don't know college tropes because what the fuck is college and. Now I know the joke. And I'm like, wow, what a joke. Well, I think. Great joke. And really great. It's so funny. Well, it's it's hilarious because one of the like tropes of going to college, not just like in Hollywood, but just in general is like, I can be anyone I want to be. No one knows me here. And so like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be intellectual and smart. Mm -hmm. And so what do you do when you're not actually that person? You buy a clump poster hanging in your dorm room. (laughs) You go to Target and you go through what's available. 
There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what you do. And then you end up being the same as every other fucking person there. <laughs> Which is why it's fantastic. And like, I think, I know this season gets a lot of hate. A lot of people thought that the show kind of lost its way. And Joss Whedon has even owned up to that where he, he knows, he thinks that the arc failed and that maybe they weren't successful in telling the story that they were trying to tell. Uh, which apparently the thesis of kind of, according to Doug Petrie, was... I don't know what the hell's going on. Hey, Doug. Magic will always win over science, right? Like, we're going to get bogged down in the initiative, and it's going to be bad. Uh, but I, apparently that, that was supposed to be the overarching thing was that magic is always going to win over science. Like, the U.S. government intervenes, and what happens? Magic wins. Cool. I didn't know that that's what the story we were trying to tell. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think I've ever so gotten that. I think you're right, Jocelyn. You did fail a little bit, if that was the point. But he said that he thinks that the, the episodes they did, some of them that are the strongest during the season, are the strongest of the whole show. And I, I definitely agree. And I think this one definitely ranks because we haven't gotten the initiative yet. Yes, I know we get in the last three seconds, we but get that command. tantalizing. What it becomes is sucks. Right, but like that is mysterious, right? That's a good it end. Is. Like, oh, it's a good ending. Who the fuck is this? Well, you love right. the guy too because he runs away. And you're like, the oh, vampire that's guy, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you see him and you're like, oh, maybe this is leading toward the new big bad or whatever's right. going to happen. And he gets taken down. You're like, hmm, who are these paintballers who are playing yeah. <laughs> that is what they look like yeah. on campus literally there are people walking just around yep it's they're fucking that bad. stuff to me I I, i'm so here for it i can't wait for this season of like people walking to class and them just having war games paintball games mm-hmm. in the quad mm-hmm. and i like, mean that, that that's literally happens. the show yep. i can't wait yeah there's there's uh i think even during hush they just like descend upon one of the halls that they're in and like oh, i guess riley's in playing clothes at that like time but they definitely that. do that I mean, yeah. that, and I I think in Hollywood depictions of college, you see, like, chaos in the hallways, like, in a dorm room. It's, like, oh, people, people throwing paper airplanes and shooting dart guns and, like, throwing mm-hmm. water balloons. And, like, someone's, like, sliding down the hallway in an office chair with, like, <laughs> covered in bubble wrap. Like, I don't know. But it's just, like, complete chaos. And I've never seen that. Uh, I don't know. I think this episode is hilarious. I, I'm always surprised with how many times I've watched the series that when it can still get me to laugh out loud. And I just like, yeah. I love it. And I think there's definitely a couple of moments in this episode where that certainly happened. And I just, I don't know. I love it. We should maybe, I, I, I love it so much. I want to yell about it. Me too. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in. Station three. Not invited. Um, <gasps> oh. <laughs> my Klimt poster and I'm moving out. <laughs> This is a Monet household only. <laughs> Monet is winning pretty handedly, I gotta say. It's like five to Whoever's like got money on Clemp though, you gotta be like putting some Clemp posters, you know, you gotta be <laughs> like, oh yeah, they Stack have the this. Deck. Stack the deck. You gotta do it, otherwise you're you're done. You're losing. You're losing. Um, I don't have a whole lot of yelling, so why don't we why don't we just start with Daniel? Thanks. <laughs> I loved the intro a lot. I loved especially that they were not paying attention and the hand coming out of the ground. I like that the vampire saw all the shit and was like, I gotta go. <laughs> like, that was not pretty, the victim I want. <laughs> that was pretty cool. So I enjoyed that. I don't know if that's like been seen before. I know that they are people, people, but mm-hmm. like some of them are just kind of bloodthirsty mm-hmm. going to get fucking stabbed people. So yeah. this was cool that like, why did he wake up and was like, I mean, for the plot, but like, it was great. I and mean, for all we know, he's still roaming around. 
Well, it's really fun because I feel like it kind of does the same thing that you get in like the first episode of the first season with Darla, where you're like, oh, innocent girl, she's going to be in trouble. And it's the same thing with Buffy. Like, oh, Buffy, innocent girl, she's going to be in trouble. And then you realize, like, no, she is the trouble. I am not in danger, Skylar. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. That vampire was like, whoops, those are stakes. I got it anywhere else right now. Because, like, you're like, oh, yeah, like, look at this, like, sweet blonde girl, my first meal. And then you see the stakes, and you're like, why is she hanging out in a graveyard with stakes? <laughs> you see the math going through his head, like, okay. Soft reboot. Soft reboot. Exactly. Daisha, what do you have to say for yourself? Um,. Joyce is the worst mom ever. Buffy has literally moved out of the house, as far as we know, one night. And Joyce just fills her room with shit. She had to do inventory at the gallery. And then everyone knows that you bring your inventory to a different location to do it. It's still your room. I didn't move anything. How do I fit in it? I guess you don't. And then Buffy's like, how can it be my room if I can't even step in it? Joyce. Stunningly silent. But I didn't move anything. I didn't think you were going to be home. I didn't want you here. I was like, I was done. I didn't even help you move. Like, I thought I made it clear. Get out. Also, on the Joyce train, can we just say the whole line about her funny aneurysm? Like, oh, yeah. That yeah. was some, like, yeah. tragic shit. Dark. Which I don't know if he probably didn't know at the time, but fuck. I can't wait till mom gets the bill for these books. I hope it's a funny aneurysm. I think he might have, have might have known that he wanted to kill her, but maybe, I don't I don't maybe. know that he had the specific aneurysm idea. Or it's one of the classic go back and be like, oh, remember I said that as a joke? Which would be great Let's make that if that was why I did it. But well, one way or the other, it was done and it was effective. Man, yes. when I heard it, I was like, okay. I don't really care about Riley or anything in this moment. That was rough. Yeah. Just quickly again on Joyce. I'm really glad that uh, I changed the ranking system because... Sorry. <laughs> because I really like this episode and she would have fucking with her three seconds of a scene fucking plummeted that straight into the earth. But you made one mistake. What was that? Well, I'm not actually positive, but statistically speaking, people usually make it. So, <laughs> so you're saying choice. after there's there was no, no justification. So after the rankings are officially gone, you are willing to go out on the limb and say boldly, I want to say with no recourse that you would give her a zero. I didn't... I... Did she do anything? I mean, I would have given her herself. a straight zero, but now that she doesn't have to be accountable <laughs> and hold <laughs> Joyce up ranking. to some fake standard because the ranking is gone. Oh, now Joyce is you the worst. <laughs> I don't entertain hypotheticals. Okay? This is not relevant to this conversation. And I refuse to answer that question. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite jokes is not even really a joke. I mean, I guess it is, is... Uh, during the second scene in the psychology classroom, mm-hmm. after Buffy meets Oberyn, sorry, what's his name? Eddie? Hey, uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, Eddie. Eddie. Uh, and she's going back in the class and she's looking for him in the psych class. And Willow was like, You made a friend good for you. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, and then, but like staring into the distance, not really paying attention, but still gets that the little one liner in her. Yeah. So fucking funny. Thank you, Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, and while I'm on the, the subject of Sarah Michelle Geller being fabulous, what a glow up everyone has had oh, over the great. summer. Willow's hair is perfect. We're all dressing better. Buffy's out. There's not a midriff to be seen. No, there no. is one person who did not have a glow up. Let's be honest. Sander. 
Zan. Okay, uh, once more with even less feeling. He was <laughs> like, the exact same. He's been washing dishes for three months. I think the widening is beginning. Oh, yeah. So this is definitely the beginning. I'm, I'm stoked. The beginning I'm, here, the end. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. No. I really liked seeing Giles with his new slash old friend, lady friend. Olivia. Olivia. This is uh, Olivia. She's, uh, she's an old friend. She's staying over for a few days. Couldn't pass through Sunny Cal without... Looking up El Ripa. What amazing. a treasure. She's only going to be in like two more episodes. Well, and like what bad. a fun moment for Buffy, who's already feeling off kilter. She's like, I want to go to Giles. Giles is going to be the same. Like, Gross. he can help me with my vampire thing. He walks in. She walks in. She sees this woman she's never seen before. And she's like, am I in the wrong house? <laughs> <laughs> she's like completely doubting everything she knows. Which is on, on brand. Yeah. yeah. That was probably the most jarring for her, I would imagine, as a character. Is like, at least this, the grown-up. Right. My mom couldn't even fucking do this. I don't know if that was before or after. It doesn't matter. We already know that? Joyce is going to be terrible. At least Giles, my one true parent. Yeah. No, <laughs> nothing is safe. Am I not allowed to have a life? No, because it's grown. Because <laughs> you're very old and it's grown. <laughs> this is a bad time. You keep saying that. Why, it looks pretty bad. I think someone had just a little too much free time on their hands. I'm not supposed to have a private life? Because you're very, very old, and it's gross. So, David Boreanaz is actually in this fucking episode. I love it. I was here for it. Can you believe? Yeah, before the guy, like, she sees across the, the bar of the bronze, before he turns, it is really him. I was like, there's no uh, way that's not him from the side. Because, like, that Oh, little, no, it was 100% yeah. him. I just thought it was archive footage, but it's uh, cool that no, he's in it. No, it's him. He fucking, right. why not? He's, why wouldn't he's he on be? the same lot. Fuck yeah. it, just go grab him real quick. Yeah. Who cares? They're just hanging around. Oh, you're still wearing your fucking leather jacket? Perfect. For the next six years? Cool. Perfect. Walk over here, buddy. Uh, and while we're on the subjects of David, David Bowie, fucking Giles was listening to a Bowie song. You, the WB paid for a Bowie song. I, that's, that's wild, insane. Although maybe it didn't have the same like cachet. Maybe, maybe Bowie he was, was in maybe a, he's on Warner Brothers. Or or Bowie took a dive. You know, it's like get it cheap, get mm, it on. Yeah, maybe we need that Buffy bump. Xander, uh, you know, going on his cross-country trip. I oh, just, states. I just got back from my cross-country trip. How was it? It was amazing. I went to... Wise, Virginia. Did you see the, the Grand places. Canyon? I did not see the Grand Canyon. <laughs> uh, Xander did not go on a road trip, as we learn later. <laughs> he did. And he road tripped like two hours to away. To Oxnard. <laughs> and then he became a stripper and then came home. So he's he's gone for roughly six weeks, I think is what we're led to believe, that he's been gone for a total of six weeks. I don't know why I came up with that, but it sounds right, feels right, makes sense. Okay, it was six weeks. In six weeks' time, well, yeah, it'd be the summer, right? But I feel like he said something along the lines of six weeks. Whatever. We're going to operate under the idea of six weeks. Even if it was three months. Even if it was three months. We have somebody who is maybe 18, probably 18, right? Uh, who Whose car broke down two hours outside of his hometown. That he then somehow got some kind of lodging. I don't know where he might have been living during this time. Clearly not with his parents because he said he had to move back in with his parents when he got back from his trip. So he was able to find a place to live to to pay for the repairs to his car so he could go two hours back to his house and worked at a strip club in the meantime. Now, 
I know this is 2019 and that was 1999 and maybe things have changed in the last 20 years, but I don't know how he would have found an apartment with such a short term lease would have been able to pay for it regardless if it was like he was a dishwasher. Right. And now maybe he worked one more than one night as a male stripper at the fabulous ladies nightclub because maybe that explains the whole situation. I just feel like this guy is not finding a place to live, paying for it and paying to fix his car in this compressed time. Frame. Do you know what he didn't do? Literally leave his house. That's he sat in his basement. I mean, I think what the reality is, is that if you're working at a place called the Fabulous Ladies Nightclub, you're probably in a crappy area of Oxnard. True. And you're staying at a really dumpy motel that oh, like, like doesn't have hot Faith water. can have a motel. Sure. Yeah. And I think sure. that's exactly what's happening. And that's why it takes him six weeks to fix his spark plug or whatever it was that broke. <laughs> I guess that's true. I'm assuming a catastrophic Well, he did say the, the engine car. literally fell out of he the did. car. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. He did say that. Yeah. But still, I... And, my understanding was the reason he didn't do that just so he could get back home. Like, I think he could have abandoned his car and gotten a bus ticket or something. I think yeah. he wanted to fix his car and continue on the road trip. Right. But it took so long, he just had to turn around and come back at the it's end of it. It's very funny. Okay. I like that. Well, that was my understanding. <laughs> I both appreciate and am angry that you offered that totally reasonable explanation. Yeah. So I think he was living in a really dumpy motel, Faith style, alone. Working as, a, <laughs> working as a dishwasher. I want to rent a motel fade style, please. I've won fade style yeah. motel. Yeah. Thank you. And then the only, oh, too nice. then the only reason style. why he ever got enough money to fix his car and come home was that night of stripping, which yeah. honestly, I feel like the women would have just, or the men, whoever it is, would have just been like, give me my money back. I'm not dipping you. If there was a cover fee, I want it back. I'm leaving. I'm sorry. We, we came here for season two, Speedo Xander, and you're giving us season four, the beginning of the widening. Or it's pity, you know, like. We feel sorry for you. Oh, that's please good. go home, son. <laughs> please go home, son. Your parents miss you. Um, I have one last thing to yell about, which is I liked that. I mean, like everyone feels so disjointed. They're all doing their own thing. They're all finding out where they need to be. Even like Giles is like, who am I now that I'm unemployed? A, yeah. man, a gentleman of leisure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they're all figuring out their lives. Joyce has got a whole empty room she can fill with shit now. She just oh doesn't God. have a daughter anymore. She's living her best life. Everyone's got a thing going on. But it was so nice that in the end, like Giles is like, I got my stakes and I'm going to help you. And I'm, I'm ready to do this. And this is a full oh, grown man carrying an axe running through a college campus and like the police weren't called great call great call <laughs> like amazing and, he, and then and then she's already dealt with the whole thing right and she's like over and she's like yeah thanks for coming but I didn't really need you it turns out you were right and he was like is the evil this way <laughs> so cute yeah they didn't actually tell him that they nope. solved it it's like Charles can you take this box oh sure <laughs> Very she's adorable oh yeah no Charles my dorm is uh, are we gonna fight, or is there just gonna be a monster sarcasm rally? Willow asks us if, if everybody, if they're studying operant conditioning. Mm. What? It's a psychological term. Operant conditioning mm-hmm. is a method of learning that occurs through rewards and punishments for behavior. Mm-hmm. The operant conditioning through operant conditioning, an individual makes an association between a particular behavior and a consequence. Mm-hmm. Does this matter for the season as a whole? Perhaps. Miss Walsh is kind of <laughs> kind of the a evil bitch. bitch monster. She's of terrible. Death. She's like throwing mm-hmm. get geology one on one out your mouth, girl. Make no mistake. I run a hard class. I assign a lot of work. I talk fast, and I expect you to keep up. If you're looking to coast, I recommend geology one hundred and one. That's where the football players are. Because yeah, nice. uh, one hundred and five. You're one hundred and five. I don't. I've never taken a one hundred and five class. Because like, how many one hundred and what's can you do? One hundred and five. Why? 
that's a lot of one oh somethings. So get out, get that out your mouth. And also like saying that the football players do geology. How is that a thing? Is that like a trope? Is this like a California football players love geology? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what does that mean? I'm hoping that it wasn't a dig at geology or geology majors as a whole. And just that so. their specific geology curriculum or is the so professor simple. is like, yeah, noted no, no, I, for like, what I do is actually put on discovery channel and walk out of the room and everyone gets a, cl- a credit for a participant. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. You know what else is fun? Pedro Pascal. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones. I was shocked. I was shocked when I saw him. I don't yeah. even remember Oberyn. So. Oh my God. Oberyn. And, Wait, uh, what? He's in Narcos. I mean, you do remember him now. No. What was Oberyn. he? He was the... He fought the, the Red Viper. Who? He gets his fucking head squished in by the, said, the, mountain. the mountain. He fought the mountain. Hey. Oh, the mountain. You raped her. You murdered her. You killed her children. You killed her children. Bells. Wow. <laughs> he was season four of Game he of Thrones. He was all he, of season four. He was season four. I mean, I guess that's why. That was a long time ago. You murdered her. You killed her children. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you kept saying it. And I was just like, isn't that a character in a Shakespeare play? <sighs> Oberyn. Wow. Anyways, Game of Thrones. Oberyn Martell. Amazing. Uh, Martin Narcos. He's also lead in Narcos. And he's also starring in The Mandalorian, which I don't care about Star Wars, but he is in the new Star Wars movie for, uh, not movie, it's a live action series. Oh, what's Mandalorian? That's oh, Disney Plus. Familiar. I don't know. It's probably something to do with Star Wars. Is that what Boba Fett is? Is he a Mandalorian? He's a Boba Fett type. He's a bounty hunter. So there you go. Is that the name? Listen, no one cares. Uh, Pedro Pascal <laughs> in it was great. <laughs> Pedro Pascal was great. I loved seeing him. I thought Eddie was going to be a creepo weirdo, and he wasn't. He was just a nice boy <laughs> who got fucking murdered. Creepo God, right. And uh, you know, you say her name is Sunday, but I called her Susan. I didn't know what her name was, and I fucking hated her. And she was terrible, and her hair sucked. And I fucking <laughs> Eddie didn't deserve this. He didn't fucking deserve it. And really, what do we want, Eddie or Parker? Eddie or Parker? Eddie. Oh, Eddie, one hundred percent. Buffy I mean, wants Eddie and not Parker. Fuck she doesn't know Christ. that, but. God, I was worried that something had happened to you, and of course it has because you're a vampire. Eddie would have been a much better Xander. Oh, yeah. Aww. Wow. R.I.P. Eddie. Honestly. R.I.P. Eddie, yeah. R.I.P. Oberyn. It's Damn. just terrible. It's, it's tough stuff. It's tough stuff. He also loves the book of human bondage. He does. I still feel like carrying around a security blanket. Of human bondage. Have you ever read it? Oh, I'm not really into porn. I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to cut way back. No, there's no actual bondage. It's just a novel. It's a 1950 novel by W. Somerset Malgum. Mm. 1915. Malgum. 1915. I 19, thought you said 5-0. 1915. 1-5. Yes. What's it, it about? It is about, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. The main character, very important, not really, has a club foot. Parents die, classic parents die tail um, maybe superman shades who knows i can't tell but uh rex they died in the alleyway both of them that's batman Shit. superman's entire superman's planet yeah, that's right that's right that's right yeah. i'm a batman uh <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to live with his aunt and uncle like spider-man uh <laughs> again, okay, just, so this is, this is amazing origin story. listen how am i gonna get people to care about <laughs> bondage if i'm not doing it as superman right, okay okay so he decides to go to france just no no sorry 
uh, he goes to live with his aunt and uncle. They want him to go to Oxford to study something. Who knows what? He decides he wants to go to France and study art. There, he meets a girl named Fanny, because of course he does. Falls in love. She falls in love with Philip, but Philip doesn't reciprocate, so she kills himself, herself. Whoa. He goes on to study medicine. Falls in love with a girl named Mildred. Doesn't fall in love with him. He's obviously upset about that. Mildred says that she's getting married to someone else, so Philip decides to move on. In the end, Mildred comes back to him and says, it wasn't actually, I wasn't actually getting married to anybody. The person that I was with was married and decided not to be with me, but I'm pregnant, so I'm going to have my kid. So he says, I'll take care of you. Baby is born. Philip falls, or sorry, Mildred falls for Philip's friend, Harry, after this. Uh, they run off together, so he moves on again. One year later, Mildred comes back and Philip takes her back in. Um, he makes a move on Mildred and Mildred says, no, I don't want to be with you. And he says, God damn it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he smashes stuff and he, and he leaves and times are tough and he works at a department store and you know, he does whatever he can to survive. And then his uncle dies and he becomes rich. I mean, we all know this story. We've all been there. <laughs> uncle dies. He becomes rich and he finishes his medical degree. Guess what? Mildred and him meet again when he's a doctor. She's looking for medical advice. You know why? Because she's a prostitute and she has syphilis. And oh God. he says, stop being a prostitute so that you don't, you know, keep spreading syphilis and you'll be better. And she says no. And then she disappears from the story altogether. <laughs> like Spider-Man. <laughs> like Spider-Man. This is a classic <laughs> Spider-Man story. Uh, he's offered a partnership with another doctor, an aging doctor. He declines and he says, I'm going to go to Spain. He goes to Spain. He has sex with Sally. Sally thinks that she's pregnant and uh, he says, I'm going to marry you. And Sally is not pregnant, but he's like, I'm going to marry her anyway, because in the end, the lesson that he learned is quote, the simplest pattern that which a man was born, worked, married, had children and died was likewise the most perfect. Okay. But interestingly, <laughs> no, 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 that is how the novel ends. But very interestingly, this guy, this guy is tough. He's a tough hang because anybody who lives during the 30s, 40s and shit, like any Nazi stuff, he, you know, he's not like a fucking like outright Nazi or something, but it's like, you know, you got your like low key anti-Semitism and shit. Like everybody's tainted by that shit. This guy's a weirdo. Wait, so the book was written? The book was written in 1915, well thought. before. But he lived to 1965. Oh, sure, 1965. Sure. Okay. And he was writing the whole time, I guess. Yeah, so he ended up, he actually was gay. He was oh. he, he was bisexual. He was married to women, and then his last 30 years of life, he was with a man. And he was quoted, not while he was alive, but it was dug up afterwards. He said, quote, I tried to persuade myself that I was three quarters normal, and only a quarter of me was queer, whereas in reality... It was the other way around. Oh. So, yeah. Wait, where's the Nazi stuff coming? Well, no, that's some anti-Semitism shit. Then. Oh, that's fine. Okay, yeah, just yeah. casual. Just casual stuff. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not worth mentioning. <laughs> but it is interesting in the 1915, like, when you look at this novel, it's like, oh, you wrote this thinking you were, like, bolstering your own ideas of what right. you should be doing as right. a person. You try as hard as you can. You try as hard as you can. It doesn't ever feel right, but that's, that's okay. why I don't take these novels at face value, my friends. Wow. You got to read the cr criticism of the novels. You got to know these authors that you're dealing with, So man. what we're hearing is that Eddie was gay. That's what I mean. So right. that, I wrote that, and I was like, I'm not going to go that far to say that Eddie was gay. Because I, I don't know. Eddie's gay. He didn't know that stuff. That wasn't part of it. Because at the end, he's reading this book, and he's like, the simplest pattern is that man gets born, worked, married, and has children and dies. And he's like, I got to find, uh, I have been born. <laughs> so I got to get to work. 
I guess I gotta work it. And I, who knows what that means? But I gotta get married. If you work that's it, you gotta really, work it. Right. So he is on the path. So I'm that's, on the bike path. That's he's on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, of human the bike bondage. path of life. <laughs> that was beautiful. What a great summation. Now I never have to read that book. As if I were going to. <laughs> Sounds rough, like a terrible book with no stuff. point. Rough stuff. This guy is like. I don't really have a purpose in life. I'm yeah. just going to bumble around the end. <laughs> and uh, it's a movie. Benny Davis is in it. It's like a really old movie. <laughs> we laughed at you, Miller and me, and Griffiths and me especially. Yes, Griffiths laughed at you. We used to talk about you when I was in bed with them. There would always be men in her life. All kinds of men. And always Philip to come back to. To despise and degrade. I don't give a damn whether you like me or not. I'm just sick and tired of being made a fool of. So you can make up your cheap, stupid little mind one way or the other. Either settle for me on my terms, or else get the hell out of my life. I wouldn't let you near me. Not if you was a lost man on Earth. Not if I was starving, do you hear me? Not if I was starving! Some women can't help being what they are. Some men simply can't help themselves. <laughs> who was the band at the bronze? Uh, I think it's Splendid again. Splendid. Yeah. I, who, do we know that's who's Splendid? They've been on the show before. Oh, okay. Yeah. And at the bronze. Yeah. Uh, it was very 90s. I, I loved uh, Buffy turning as everyone else was dancing to signify how alone she was. <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite moment. Surprise Xander was surprise. I, I, I enjoyed that. I liked him being there. Um, to go back a little bit, I liked when the she lost the battle fighting the vampire. That, that was, was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was appropriate, although it makes no sense canonically that she would lose because she's the slayer. So Marty Noxon has said about her favorite thing about the show was when Buffy was supposed to be a hero. It was supposed to be a heroic moment is when she was the most human. That was the thing that ended up solving the thing and vice versa. So I feel like in uh, this, she's supposed to be the hero that can just kick Sunday's ass. But what's happening is her, everything is it's like, she's so emotional. Yeah. Like the human elements of her life are impairing her being able to be a hero. In that because moment. when she went back the second time, she just completely kicked her ass. Kicked oh her yes. Ass. Like no question, no problems. Okay. And this happens and again. That, I guess it, that makes sense. Then. One of my favorite moments in season five is, uh, Buffy's fighting just a regular vampire, just like a regular fucking nobody vampire, and she gets staked. He grabs her stake and stabs her in the stomach. (laughs) And, like, that is one of the coolest fucking moments on the show because it's, like, and that's what causes her to go talk to Spike about. I think that's in Full for Love. I think that's the intro for Full for Love. And it's, like, that's so cool. Like, so this could happen, right? Buffy just has a bad day because that's what Spike's whole thing is, is it all takes is one bad day. And you die. Yeah. And you're done. So I think this is it. It's like Buffy's having a oh. bad fucking day. And Sunday this show is ass. so good. <laughs> this show is so good. I know, that's what I'm saying. What about breaking your arm? How does that feel? Let me answer that question with a headbutt. Uh, stone vampire. Uh, are we going to fight? Or is there going to be a monster <laughs> sarcasm rally? <laughs> it's uh, this episode's fucking great. <laughs> like I said before, Xander did not go on this trip, but he did watch Grand Canyon on cable. Grand Canyon. Tell me about Grand Canyon. 1991's Crash. You guys saw Crash? 
the, the won the 2006 Academy Award. Right. It's like right a, panned, panned for yeah. It's winning. Like a, it's supposed to be about racism. Yeah, yeah. In LA it's, or everybody crashes into a car and like it's kind of following the people involved in the crash. Okay. But it's like rich white guy, black guy, this guy, all that kind of stuff. So 1991's uh, crash, uh, also known as quote the big chill of the 1990s. I don't know what the big chill is. Oh, that was a movie about From the 80s. it had Kevin Klein in it, I think, and it was about like people coming together. You would go to high school to get like. I'm glad know, you brought up Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein in this movie is mugged. Oh, and in Danny, the movie Crash? In No, in the movie Grand Canyon. Oh, 19... Okay, sorry. <laughs> We're in 1991. This 1991's is Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Kevin, Kevin Klein has been mugged. Danny Glover, who is a tow truck driver, comes to his aid. He, Kevin Klein, says, I want to be friends with Danny Glover, even though we have nothing in common. Why do we have nothing in common? Probably because I'm white and he's black. Mm-hmm. Simple. Simple. Mary McDonnell, who is Kevin's wife, is the producer of a violent action movie with Steve Martin. Oh, wow. Steve, well, Mary, Mary, who is Kevin Klein's wife, wife right? finds an abandoned baby oh. in an alleyway oh. and wants to adopt her. Oh. Steve Martin, for some reason, they went back to the mugging angle. He is mugged and shot in the leg. Okay. He vows... To devote his life to ending cinema violence. In the end of the movie, they go to the Grand Canyon together. All of them. Kevin Klein, Danny Glover. And Mary McDowell. Steve Martin. Steve Martin and a, a potentially the abandoned baby okay. as well. Which, what's going on in the world? Seems to be so many ways to buy it, particularly in this city. You ever been to the Grand Canyon? When you sit on the edge of that thing, you just realize what a joke we people are. Okay. E.W. called it a very classy soap opera. Okay. And Roger Ebert gave it four out of four stars. Holy shit. Who's to say? I mean, he must have loved The Big Chill. He was like, this is the 90s, baby. My mom loves The Big Chill. I've never actually seen it. It's probably I think it's just like six people hanging out. Like six people that used to be friends got back together. And then there's inevitably drama. Like, well, remember that thing that you did? Now there's a misunderstanding and everyone's very loud, but we're all going to resolve this by the end. But what do we get from Xander watching this? That's really the question. What does Xander learn from this? Just trying to color his story of the summer. (laughs) Does it, though? (laughs) I mean, for us, we wouldn't even know what Grand Canyon is unless I did what I just did. Well, I think Which it, you're welcome, America. You know what you're I welcome. think that was? 100% that Joss Whedon unwittingly, at one point in his life, watched Grand Canyon, and that movie sucked. And he was like, oh, what a great opportunity to make a Grand Canyon joke. And we're going to have Xander say it, because what a joke. Does that sound like something that you would see on cable at a crappy motel? Yeah. I mean, that it fits. Just, oh, like, for sure. lay in your bed and watch. For sure. And that's you what just he was doing. And and the best jokes are the ones moment. that could are possible. You know? Yeah. yeah. My name's Mac. Simon. Grand Canyon. I'm Betty Louise Plotnik of East Cupcake. Illinois. Oh my god, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> what is that? Oh, how are you guys derelict in your duties? I know. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't want to mention it because I made her put it on the list of oh, future AKA. That's what I was gonna say. Too. Okay, you it's going. AKA. That's I mean, why I didn't. You gotta mention it. it, but you got yeah. AKA for sure. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Was it? On I don't list think before? I've no. ever. No, I don't oh. think I've ever noticed before and we heard it and then I screamed it and then I don't think Kelly was even paying attention and I screamed it again and then I screamed AK and then she looked at me like I was crazy and then I was like it has to be on the list of AKs and she paused it and she was like I don't even know what that was so I'm like <laughs> saying it really really slowly for her <laughs> in my head every Mary time I Louise Plotnik 
from East Cupcake, Betty Lewis. Yes. See, and that's why I, I looked her up. I thought it was a real person. It's not I just real. Thought, it's not real no, at all, it's right? Not real at all. Plot, is Plotnik even a place? Well, I just looked at Betty Louise Plotnik. Just all like right. I, the East Cupcake thing. Maybe that's a joke. But I was like, who is this person? Nothing this. As far as I can tell. Yeah, I think every time I've watched this episode in the past, I must have just heard white noise when she mm. said that because I like, <laughs> definitely didn't pick out a real word in that whole sentence. So good. Fantastic. Three future references. Obviously, we've already talked about Joyce's aneurysm, right. but also once more with even less feeling. I know. I noticed that good too. Shit. And Avengers Assemble. That's right. Lovely. Callback galore, which I enjoyed. This show never calls back, so any moment they can, I love Anne. Call back Anne Willow. Oh, right, yeah. That one time she ran away, but she had causes. <laughs> that was circumstances. Great. Causes, circumstances. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I said Sharon. Sharon was actually what I thought. Susan, uh, Sharon, Sunday. Um, destroys the glass protector umbrella. I know. Which was mm, a bummer. Yeah. And then at the end, she grabs it and walks away with it, which was lovely. I love that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, good cliffhanger we talked about. That's it. I'm done. Wonderful. Do you have, uh, more? No. no, no. Okay. No, that's it. <laughs> wow. Wow, what an episode of television. Wow. Just fantastic. Uh, new season. Gonna, I think we already talked about this in our season ra- uh, wrap up for season three, but we've got a couple new watches and we got some old watches that I want to talk about. That's what it says. That's the order I looked. <laughs> Is it yellow? <laughs> <laughs> Glad we, we all, all look up. <laughs> all right. Consult the notepad. <laughs> Xander button down. T- oh, no. <gasps> No, there's no more button down TikTok Remix. watch. That's right. Xander construction outfit watch. Construction outfit. adjacent. Xander is Jesus. Anytime he's doing carpentry oh, or construction oh. work of any kind. Yeah. So anytime, I'll fix this window for you. Anytime he is Bob the Buildering on, we will clock it. And it's a no. It didn't happen in this one. Although Xander they did Bob talk the about zoning issues and we were getting real close <laughs> when they brought up the zoning issues when they were looking in the newspapers when Buffy and Oh, Zander. right, right, right. About the uh, Psi Theta uh, frat house or sorority house or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So we're expanding the universe. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maroon Jacket Watch no. it's making its way back, but no. But everyone's wearing red. Really? Just everyone. Just- huh. Willow's like, wearing like bright orange and pink. Yeah, not her, but um, but at the end, uh, Xander has his uh, obviously a sweater vest over a bright orange. No, it's shirt. red. It's a it's red shirt, orange. and and Buffy's wearing the red shirt as well, mm-hmm. red all around. Uh, Force is gay for Riley. Watch that's right, brand new watch. Force two. Yeah, not Force around. Fucking I think, he, I think he's here as soon as next episode. Right? Or sure. he was probably the one with his paintball gun. Oh, I bet so he fucking I'm was. Into it, Devin. Oh, watch future chips ahoy. Watch. Uh, no, but the dingoes were mentioned. Mm-hmm. Do we ever get the dingoes? Uh, playing? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely. Are they going to the Jello Shot uh, show? Is that happening, or we don't see? They that. at least show up in Wild at Heart, or maybe not. Maybe it's just shy. So that whole Jello Shot thing, and everyone's going. to Oh, it. they're in we don't Harsh Light today because Devin's in Harsh Light today. Okay. Yeah. The Hoffman Watch. Not yet. Not. Nah, not there. Sandy Watch. Oh yeah, still holding on <laughs> for that one. Holding out. Uh, Michael Amy Wicka Goth Watch. Oh yeah. No. She's still in theory. Do you think her mom, Willow's mom, is feeding? Isn't isn't Amy living at the dorm? Oh, I think she might be. Yeah, no, she definitely is. So because is in something dorm. blue, she shows up on the uh, bed because that's where Amy's cage is. Hey, yeah, so yeah. we get so this watch is real. Yeah, this is a real watch. One time, this books season. a million. Willow mentions the plethora of books in the former library that is no longer existing, but there were no books. Well, there we, was no lore. There was really what about that, that psychology book that they named that one? Dietrich's treaties. Oh yeah, or, it, up, it was. That's a person, but it, it really not a. Hmm. There's no Wikipedia for the person. But what about the but books that fell on Riley's head? That's what I'm asking about the psychology book. I don't know. 
But that doesn't count, right? That's, that's not, not a monster book. That's not a monster. Is that a requirement? I we just so. need to expand the universe in no, all directions. No, it needs to be a monster book. Well, then on the road should have been on there. I hate your. I thought it was. Uh, of human bondage needs to be on there. Of human bondage should be on there. Oh, no, monster books that. only. I thought monster books was the only way I to go. I hate your arbitrary monster rules. Books that only, my show. That only ever serve your. <laughs> I thought it was the books that don't actually exist. They're not actually yeah, real. Books. That's the whole point. I thought so. Otherwise, you just make a list of books. <laughs> well, otherwise, books we need to go back te- to episode one and start this podcast over. <laughs> I mean, please don't. Streets ahead. Where oh, is UC Sunnydale? That's okay. a great question. Okay. All right. We need to pause the fucking podcast for a second because I really don't pause it. Keep rolling, obviously. But uh, streets ahead, right? Mm-hmm. So I do want to point out that in the former Psi Theta frat house, there is a sign, a.k.a. Sunday, Sunday's Gang, that says Garden Lane. No now, shit. theoretically, she would have stolen that or her cadre of vampires Ooh. would have stolen that from somewhere in Sunnydale. So at one point, there had to be a, a garden lane. Or she could have acquired it anywhere, oh, though. I guess no, could have acquired it. That's too much. Can't I know. They still live from dorms all, all across campus. Those okay. kids come from that's all fine. over the country. I, I absolutely... Have, I have Goodwin nothing. Drive. I've stolen street signs myself. And they're okay. in my thing. And, and you could have confused it. Yep. If we were a TV show, they'd be like, Godwin Drive is around here. It's not. Okay. It's, All right. So that one doesn't have to make the list. But it's nice to know. That it was there. There now, is a garden lane somewhere, probably in the U.S. Oh, well, yes. Uh, <laughs> garden lane Here's <laughs> the biggest one. Now, I oh. was doing some research on the internet, mm. slayerworld.net. Oh. And now this Whoa. is... They said just like because they 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 have their stuff kind of laid out like a Wikipedia page a little bit where they kind of break down the episode and do little character stuff. Uh, They put a little blurb that said Giles's address. We discover Giles's address in this episode, and apparently, according to SlayerWorld.net, it is five two three Oak Park Street, apartment B in Sunnydale, California nine zero two one one, which, by the way, is the zip code for Sunnyvale, California. Now, I watched the episode. Too cute. Three times. Does he even have an apartment? I thought it was a house. No, it, it is actually a little complex. It's weird. Yeah. It's like a townhouse yeah, duplex like a, kind of situation. But it would be situation. a duplex, right? You'd be like, yeah. hey, here, but maybe they have a number. Yeah, That's it funny. could be. That's it could fine. be. The I B will... is not the part of contention I have. But the I... Sunny Vale part, that seems like lazy shit on my, on my end, right? It's not real. It's, it's not, not in the episode. They said it so plainly. I took it as fact. That I wrote it down. I was like, this is the episode where we discovered Giles Hatcher. I was like, oh, holy shit. Okay. And I was like, this is fucking nowhere in the episode. So I scoured the internet, went to the wiki. I did everything I could to find some corroborating evidence of this fucking Oak Park address. Nothing. The only place that it exists on the internet that I could find, and I challenge you, dear listener, please find Giles' address, 523 Oak Park Street, Department B, Sunnydale, California, 90211, is in a piece of fan fiction Uh. (laughs) written in 2012 about... The swim team episode. I'm Go having fish. like Go a 42 fish. Wallaby Way of Sydney moment. A what? I just want to bring what that did up. You say? 42 Wallaby Way of Sydney. Oh, I didn't even What the oh. fuck is that? Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's real. But I, the, 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 you just said it like it was a fact. Yeah, I know. But that's the internet. But where me. did it come from? Because I don't think SlayerWorld.net got it from that fan fiction, but maybe they did. Maybe they typed in Giles' address. But the fact that why they said the fan from fiction, this episode. Why wouldn't the fan fiction rely on that after? Right? Like, yeah. you would think that the person who made the fan fiction was getting their information from another source. They, I guess it they seems just... like this is all a racket, and maybe you should make your own source with all real information. I know. I'm just saying. 
I found that on the internet. I don't think it's real. I just wanted Oak Park to be real. I it's wanted not, to flush out our real. fucking world. It can't be real. And if you did, where would Oak Park even be? I mean, it doesn't we already matter. did the maps. I don't know why it, anyway. it was poor. Anyways, final one. Giles' biggest KO of the episode. None. Unless he and Olivia are getting up to some kinky shit. hey yo hey yo I'm sorry. You didn't I do not approve. <laughs> not here for this. That's a big no. No all around. Literally every watch is a no. Nothing happened. I tried. I tried to force it. I know. Oh, that's okay. why this episode isn't mind. memorable. Let's see. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> but, and you, whomever is listening, you can tell Stacia that she's wrong by following us <laughs> at Beat Me Pod everywhere because we're a real podcast. That's right. At Beat Me Pod, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Just, just at Beat Me Pod. What about that playlist? Oh, hey. Do you like Spotify? We like Spotify. You can listen to us on this podcast right now, this episode. You can find it on Spotify. You can also find on Spotify a playlist conveniently compiling every single song that's available on Spotify in any episode of All Buffy of the Vampire Slayer. Oh. As well as any music that we use here on our little podcast episodes. They will be available to you if you simply search Beat Me hyphen Fun Time Playlist for Podcast Fans Season 4! Whoa. How can you be so calm? Long, arduous hours of practice. And if you're like, God, that seems like a lot of work, you can just go to one convenient place, which is beatmepod.wordpress.com. Still? Same? Well, that's good. That's nice. bbpod.wordpress.com. You're like, how oh, fuck. So I got to keep track of a playlist. I got no, you don't all your places. To. I got I, what, I want show notes. I, what if there were fun pictures? Wow. Every, everything. One place. What are the rankings? Why? Well, I can't remember. It would be really cool to know. It would be what, great to know. You guys talk a lot of shit about, I don't know, that one time you ranked school hard higher than every other episode yeah. for no reason. It's used to. Why I would that? love to know why you did that yeah. and see all of your rankings and critique them and make you feel bad for yourself. As yourselves. you should. Beatmepod.wordpress.com and then add us all about it. Let's rank this sucker. Season four. So everything's the same because I'm lazy. Sans one category. We'll get there. Willow Hacks, we talk about the net slash something Wicca. This way comes fucking nothing. There is a computer in Buffy's storeroom. It is a pink iMac. Remember the ones that were like the big, yeah, uh, yeah. clear, it, like it was like a color the that IMAX, was see-through color. Right? Yeah, that's what they're called, right? I'm where like I thought it was just a monitor because I don't understand how things that aren't PCs work, but the monitor was the computer, and right. that was the first time I was like, oh, Apple is doing, they are it's, doing something, doing some stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Buffy hacks. We talk about the net. I mean, the girl's online. Was she? Yeah, she was like doing the research and stuff. Oh, when Xander was, doing I thought she was thing? looking at newspapers. Was it a computer? No, he oh, was. was you're right. He was sad. I mean. 10 of 10 for Buffy oh, Hacks man. we talked the net, but not Willow. Yep, for a little reconnaissance. You mean where we all sculpt and paint and stuff? No, that was the Renaissance. Oh, I've had a really long week. Zero. I feel like in the past I have counted other people using the computer as well. Um, yeah, you have, but that's ridiculous and that's not a thing. And you cannot make it a thing. And now we're in college, so five for the episode because nobody did it except for Buffy, but we're pretending that it happened. Giles level of Giles. Now this, obviously, has changed. Right? I mean, it is still Giles' level of Giles, but the context within He's Giles got... is Giles has completely Olivia. changed. Hottie. Now, you could argue that he gets a fucking zero because this is not the Giles Whoa. that we have come to love. This is Ripper, the most this Giles-y is... Giles. And Ripper? that is the counter argument. This is Ripper. This is Olivia. This is a 10. <laughs> and they are in between that 10 doing stuff. <gasps> My God. God, you just don't change, do you? What? It's not right. It wouldn't be proper. People might get hurt. You're like a woman, Ripper. 
You cry at every funeral. You never had the strength for me. You don't deserve me. But guess what? You've got me. Under your skin. <laughs> ten of ten. Are you kidding me? Give this him a nine. Is an argument. I gave him a nine just because. Did you see when he was wearing his robe that I he did. was wearing blue jeans underneath his? Oh robe? no, I didn't. Really incredible. The whole point of a robe is that you don't have to wear pants. Yeah, close up. It does look like. Pants, Apparently, but the whole here, point of a shirt is that you don't have to wear pants. Amen. Olivia. Amen. Oh yeah, love it. Um, no. <laughs> He's wearing pants, though. Yeah, I want that to sure. be clear. So yeah. that's very Gilesy. That might be I a. Think, that's I think a 10 the velour robe very Gilesy. Yeah. Uh, so I think clearly the context of Giles' level of Giles has been modified because we're not. Even when he starts with the magic box stuff, I, I don't think we ever get back to three piece suit Giles. We you don't ever get to the levels of tweed. Of Giles. For me, this is Giles. This is and no, and, and I mean, ten of ten Giles. I, he only gets a. He's getting a nine. But while we're on the subject, I quickly need to rant about the fact that. Long ago, I don't remember when, but prior to this date in our podcast, I went on a fucking rampage about the fact that HD quality Buffy the Vampire Slayer exists. I can't remember if it existed on Hulu or Netflix, but for a very brief moment in time, it fucking existed. Now, we all know the 16 by 9 versions are available and still are on Hulu. Uh, to my surprise, when we started the episode, it was like, oh, shit, 16 by 9. That's great. Still yeah. not HD. That was taken from us. I only saw Welcome to the Hellmouth. And then it was removed from all internet as if it never happened in the first place. And to this day, I thought I was insane because I know it existed and yet it hadn't. And now Daniel has found it found him. in a secret, secret place on the internet. I'll be giving it out for free. Once I get it, <laughs> once I get it all, baby. But it exists. So it is right. HD life for this podcast here. Oh. If the apocalypse comes, beat you me. Want has some moved beautiful into HD, HD. <laughs> screenshots. Beatmepod.wordpress.com. Oh, it's beautiful. It'll be worth the Powered visit. By Notion. There we go. Powered by Notion. Mm. If they would give us money, that'd be really cool. Pay us. Pay us. Now, this is normally when I talk about Joyce and her being a bad mom. But her being in this episode kind of throws us a wrench in this because well, she's already in the show. Know, she's not. But she's only actually in so you're saying three you're, episodes this season. And you're not doing Joyce. Not doing Joyce. But we're doing it just for the fun of it. Just Well, she gets an honorable mention. But the new category for this season is going to be Riley ruins everything. Mm. So how she just as <laughs> not today, but just as Joyce in the past, you know, the worse she is, the lower the points that we're bringing down the mm. episode score. The Riley, same thing. The worse Riley is, the lower his score. Therefore, it'll bring down the the uh, the points so for the Riley's episode. Pretty good this episode. Riley was great. I, I gave him a seven. I probably could have gone higher, but yeah. I thought I mean, he was charming, affable. But you don't know right? what to expect out of him. So you're like, I'll give you a nice I Don't seven. trust this guy. He seems a little too wholesome. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Shouldn't be trusted. But if Joyce was on it. What would you have given her? Probably a three. I think Joyce would have gotten a three. Just because like... Did you like the moment where clearly injured Buffy is like, I have bruises all over my face. And Joyce says, have you been fighting? I just want to sleep in my bed. No, she says, have you been fighting? And she's like, "Uh, no, no, no. And then Joyce says, as long as you're careful. I mean, I saw that as growth. I saw that as touching, actually. I saw that as your daughter got her ass beat. <laughs> Why are you talking about safety? I mean, I would think, because Buffy doesn't really get bruises. When you get bruises, you yeah. know she was really beat to hell and back. That's what I mean. And she's just like, well, as long as you're careful, don't go in your room, by the way. How about you leave? Like, 
Joyce is it's a rough look. I three is too generous. All right. It is too I generous. Give her, I give her a fucking one. Again, hypotheticals. I will not. It's good to see her dumb face. That is not a category in this podcast anymore. Uh, Riley ruins everything. He did fine. I guess that aneurysm line gets a one. Riley ruins everything too. is your new category. Sure is. Yeah. And oh, the depths will plunge. No, but not now. Because mm. not today. It's not not today. Not yet. Not today. Hmm. But we don't trust him. Monster of the Week, I already said that I deeply love Sunday because she represents all thing 90s. Uh, I would have given her a fucking 10. Uh, she kicks Buffy's ass. That's huge. That's got to yeah, give you like a big, big monster points. I'm into it. I love She's the so whole mean look. To her name is Sunday. Even that's like the 90s fucking thing ever. Okay, but I would like to posit that perhaps the Monster of the Week is not Sunday. But Buffy's own lack of confidence mm. in herself. Amen. Change. Change is the true monster. Six of ten, right? There. <laughs> uh, but I gave her, I only gave her an eight because she was mean to one of her lackeys. For no reason, so called her fat. So what a jerk. Uh, and then casual sexism. No offense, but you finally, girl, don't need oh, that from yeah. you Sunday. Don't need it. Yeah. Give her an eight. Relationship goodness or badness. Everything. Don't need her. Let's get out everything's pretty bad. I gave this a six. I think because in the end, we all came back together. Like everything, like Giles said, and that's why Giles also didn't get a 10 because he turned Buffy away, which even as Ripper, I feel like is good. He was like, you got to do stuff for yourself. That's a good life lesson. That's a 10 That does become a very Giles thing for the rest of the show. It's a 10 of 10 Giles moment. You have to be able to do this without me. Yeah. And he He sings a whole song about it. Mm -hmm. But it was so nice when he did show up because he was like, I feel bad because you're not ready for that. But you know, you need to be ready. And then he started preparing really proud. That she did it all herself. But I can still help you. Yes. And I'll be better. It was a good growing moment for, for Giles. I liked it. I mean, the, the relationship goodness to badness is, is obvious that it's low this week. Everyone's on the outs. Buffy's out of sorts completely. Willow and, and Oz are doing their own thing and not really paying attention to Buffy. Uh, nobody's helping her fight Sunday. Xander is really the, the highlight. He's the only one that keeps it up because he immediately like, hey, you're my friend. The whole world in front of her? And she comes back to this dive. Xander. Hey, Buff. Oh, when did you get back? A couple days ago. Freak of nature. Why didn't you call me? Well, I knew you guys were starting the whole college adventure, and I didn't want to, um, you know, help you move. And then episode specific, which was very touching, I thought. And I'm sorry, Stacia. Uh, when it's dark and I'm all alone, I think, what would Buffy do? You're my hero. Uh, 10 of 10. Oh, wow. Because... <laughs> your face thank you for that when it's dark <laughs> and they're all alone i think of what would buffy wear yeah i forgot that yeah no, that was a 10, yeah. 10 of 10 left off 10 of 10 from kelly <laughs> you have to give it 5 of 10 because the second half of that quote ruins it uh joss whedon said in the like the panel interview on the dvd special feature thing that he was talking to somebody's early in the show's run and they were commenting on the show and said like um Oh, I, I really like the Buffy did this or, or something. And she he just kind of idly said, yeah, she's my hero. And then he stopped and was like, I guess she really is. I mean, I made I made her. I like not only did I make her like not only is she my hero in creation, but like I look up to her. I, I think she's somebody to look up to. And I just thought that was like so perfect. And the fact that I like I watched that right before I watched this episode. And I was like, that's the show. That's the show. And like, obviously, Xander is a funnel for Joss Whedon very explicitly and like he's supposed to be every man whatever which means he is Joss Whedon because Joss Whedon is every man right anyway uh I I just thought that that was such a perfect encapsulation of of the whole show and like the mission statement of the show and yeah she's the best 10 of 10 for that 45 overall 101 for the season look out Seisha what do you got shocking one of one for the season really you would go that bold okay someone has to make tough choices 
Um, I. S- oh no. Dark Dark Ages. <laughs> yeah, Dark Ages is the forever barometer. Dark Ages. Dark Ages is ruined. Where has Dark Ages gone? <laughs> so <laughs> I set this um, as thirty-six out of fifty-seven. It's kind of right in the middle, right? No, yeah, it's, it's, it's low. low. <laughs> it's, it's low. Dark Ages is right in the middle right now. Shut up, a oh. bitch! <laughs> and this is, dark like, ages. this is like ten. This is like ten below Dark Ages. You think this is worse? Eleven below Dark Ages. You age. need to. You have. You have to do. You have to do something differently. I can't you fix to- Dark Age. Dark Age is my Dark Age. Okay. Put put this but one above it. I was like, and then no, you because I only have eyes for you is better than this episode, and it is lower than Dark Age. You so we're going uh, down. Really fucked yourself. Oh, no. And then once I cracked Dark Age and oh, I passed it, I just kept going. Poor Dark Age is now so, mean. So so it's done. I made this an alternate world. This is not as good as The Prom or Lie to Me. Those are the two above it. But it is better. I decided than Out of Mind, Out of Sight, and Amends. I'm so used to you being a grown-up, and then I find out that you're a person. Less grown-ups are. I would have thought. Definitely better than Out of and Mind. And Killed Sight. by Death, which is the next one. Oh. <laughs> three above Way Killed by better. Death. <laughs> Wait, this is below Killed this by Death? This is three above Killed by Death. Three above. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. you like I that only episode. have it 100 like above Killed by Death. Killed by Death is above Bad Eggs. That's the next one. You've got to figure out your dark it. age problem. I can't fix it. I think you just have to put everything above it. Yeah. And From own everything under it. No, because I only no. have eyes for you is way better than dark age. Yeah, but you've already fucked and, that. I know, I know. Phases? Come on. Yeah, no, no, but you, you fucked the it Helpless? Up. sailed. But helpless? What's, a, what's, a, what's right above dark age? Right now, graduation day part two. Okay, I mean, that's solid. Like... You make that the new floor. You start filling no. in everything under. No. <laughs> I mean, it's true. At the end of the thing, you have, you know, like the good episodes is like 137 and stuff. And I just, I think Dark Age stuff. just needs to live where it is, which is dark way above is, where it should be. Dark Age is going to come out at like it's just number be the 39 dark total. Yeah, it is. And it's going to be... <laughs> Choice is kind of a broad term for my situation. My bad for immediately forgetting what Dark Age is and thinking, well, if I can't remember what it is, it can't be that bad. I think we should all just, you should have to rewatch Dark Age and just come on the pod and like tell us why. Why? (laughs) This is like 39 overall. 25. And a very special present. But in the end, end, it's still going to be so high. Even in the 50s, I think we had it in conservatively in the 80s i mean i think dark age is low it's not a good episode it's bad. i don't know what you don't even know what happens <laughs> i don't know what happened i mean that was the whole why you got in this problem in the first place right like i don't remember this episode it was probably okay yeah that's exactly what happened oh thank god yours is well yours i have is to rough. say I no so i have to say that you. dark age just taught me one valuable thing which is i have to write a short synopsis of things i think are important in the episode next to it so in the future when i get something like choices and i'm like what is that about i don't even remember i can read it and i'm like that episode oh, yeah. their episodes That's are the problem titles with dark are not age. great because if i knew that dark age was the one where um, jenny jenny gets, gets gooed that into face. <laughs> yeah gets gooed into and gets like the holy face i would have never put it where i put it and then things <laughs> below that that are way better than that but i was just like meh i don't know yeah cool. so anyways yeah <laughs> my rankings it. are messed up forever 
You have such an eye for detail. Because with the ZD, stay with me. Forever. That's the whole point. Did anyone ever tell you you're kind of a sexy fuddy-duddy? I'll never leave. I'm going to be in therapy till I'm 30. Not even if you kill me. It's not Egyptian, it's Etruscan. Mistaken for Egyptian by the design pattern. But any fool can see it predates their iconology. So tune in next week. For, <laughs> for, for where does it rank well, against our cage? <laughs> hopefully it's lower next week. I'm going to put this one at number 41 overall. Because it's fucking fun. Yeah. And the beginnings and endings are always strong. And uh, so Joss Whedon written and directed. I mean, I think you can really tell. Jokes are there, man. Yeah, they're really they're really there. And I love it. And I can't wait for her roommate to be a monster next week and for us to move on. I mean, it's it's tough because I'm really there's so many I look forward to this season and I'm ready for them to happen. Yeah. At this point. Especially in glorif glor what am I what word am I looking for? Glorious. Glorific? Glorious. I don't know. Looking for glorious HD. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait to watch it in HD. So oh. Exciting. It makes everything better. Let's just say that up front. It's just, I'm so excited. I understand kind of the vision Joss had. Like, it's a darker show. It's supposed to only look in a certain way. But I think. I want screenshots that look like Minecraft. Or do you want, like, (laughs) real people that exist in the real world? And I mean, just like immediately, the second the episode opens, and then this isn't like an HD thing per se, but like the vibe of the season, everything's open. It's bigger. Like, the campus is huge. Everything's huge. Everything's bright. Everyone looks great. The wardrobe's been figured out a little bit. Buffy's hair is so much better. Like, everything is just bigger and brighter. Everyone looks good. Better. And I'm excited for this season. And I can't wait to fight with both of you about... Well, Xander's widening, and we get to see the widening in HD. Right? What? Come on! <laughs> That's why we're just, here! What if we could just have Xander in standard def, just like uh, fuzzy in the just, background, <laughs> and everything else is in oh, HD, and oh. he's just a little blurry. <laughs> and Riley, too. Oh, man. They'll never know how hard it is not to be clear. <laughs> Visible. Amazing. Uh Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you next week for season four, episode two, Living Conditions on the 12th. We will be back. But until then, Daniel, say goodbye. See you later. Season four. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Two hours Buffy, this is all about fear. It's understandable, but you can't really control it. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to anger. 